Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've joined the conversation today and are with us. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us imagining, get us feeling, and perhaps inspired to do something. Whether that may be doing some volunteer work or exploring some art or challenging ourselves to imagine something different for ourselves. I don't know about you, but as I grow older, I think about what's going to happen next. Where will I be? And I look at my home and I think to myself, I like it here. But does my home really support me in the ways as some of uh, the challenges that occur as we get older? Um, and the idea of just making it uh, accommodated for myself isn't what I want. I want something artistic. I want something that has beauty to it. Uh, and today I'm excited because there is a wonderful a home that is uh, part of the Parade of Homes. And if you've all heard about the Parade of Homes, it's coming up and it's very exciting. It's going to take place here in September. And it uh, the dates for that are September 8th through the 30th. And go to the Linden Hills. There is a special dream home there that's going to be celebrating um, a universality, uh, a design for living. And I've got two of the, uh, the, the folks that have created and made this happen here today. I have Peter Crane, who is with Trestle Homes. Welcome, Peter. Thank you very much, Lori. Great it, to be here. This is your vision. This is your baby, isn't it? It is. It's it's been a number of years in the making, and um, we're we're really excited to get it, you know, get it out there and show the public. And your partner is Christine Frisk, who does Unison in Unison Design along with Fuse, and you're partnered with this program. Yes, we were um, connected through a mutual friend, and um, a, 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 an amazing connector of people actually. And Peter's home was very attractive to me as a designer because of its ability to um, create an environment and a living situation that really embraces um, a lifetime in a, in a home, in a space, accommodating people, young families, um, it, it, and it helps people live comfortably in their space through a variety of life experiences. And one thing that has struck me about both of you is that you both have a passion for art. Yeah, well, I I actually, you know, t you know, it's interesting that this radio station is actually located in Eden Prairie because okay. I, I actually taught school here for oh, uh, 15 years at Eden Prairie High School, and um, you know, at, at, in 2001, I actually went out and started started you know my own construction company. I minored in architecture in college at the U and. Um, you know, it was always a passion of mine and had done that through the years while I was teaching, but uh, it's, it's really very similar. You know, the, the, you know, creating is creating, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's a, a large home, you know, mm -hmm. for a, a lovely family or, or if it's in a studio, you know, throwing pottery or, you know, making something out of clay, which was my medium. Um, you know, it's, it's very, very similar, you know. And what struck me is that you had mentioned in your website it's about ideas as well. You know, when you do create art, it's about an idea. And creating an idea for living, I think, is interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I, I love, you know, that... Um, you know that ability to mold that idea into something that's practical. You know, my my art was always practical. I, I loved making pots that you know you could, you know, everything I did was in terracotta and it was made for gardens and that kind of thing. So you could you could not only appreciate the aesthetic, you know, this beautiful piece of work, but you could also use it. Mm -hmm. You know, and architecture is the, the same. You know, it really allows us to put something out there that people can feel comfortable in and, and, you know, live in and, and understand, but still appreciate the, the, you know, the aesthetic of that experience. You know, it's not just, you know, that practical square footage, that space that you, you need a place to be in, you know, and need to put your stuff in, but there is a, a, a warmth and a, an appreciation you feel when, when it's aesthetically pleasing too, you know. And accessibility designed with beauty and comfort. Tell me about that. Well, I, you know, I, 
again, I, we're getting into Christine's area a little bit here, but I, you know, I love, I love the aspect of, of, uh, you know, like I said before, it's, it's getting in there and feeling like it's, it's comfortable. It's, it's like an old sweater, you know, you, mm -hmm. you get in there and you, you love living in your space. You love coming home after work or coming back from some exercise and, and you walk into your space and, you know, perhaps your dog is there or your kids are there or whatever, but you, you have this just comfortable, warm environment that you feel very, you know, you know, very, it, it just, it, it reflects your personality. And, and that's, that's what we try to do for our clients. And in this home in particular that you've got in the parade of homes, uh, you're celebrating lifetime friendly and places that you want to live forever. Yeah, well, we've, you know, I've, I've personally had a couple of experiences with um, um, either clients or, or a, you know, personally a family member that, that, you know, has a disability. And, you know, those are, those are hard things that, it, you know, when you're dealing with someone that, that has a disability or is aging, um, you know, you, you know, it changes the way you live and, and how you live in a space. And, you know, we find it's, um, you know, it's, you know, building beautiful aesthetic spaces for people is one thing, but building something that is also functional and allows right. them to really enjoy their home, what, even if they have a disability of some type is, you know, that's, um, you know, as, as the baby boom generation grows, Absolutely. it's becoming more and more of an issue. And, um, and it's not just them. I mean, everybody, you know, there's lots of people that have kids with disabilities or, you know, or elderly parents that visit that have disabilities. Chronic illness hits at any right. age. Right. Um, but, you know, we're, we're trying to work some of those things into the way we design and build new homes. I think the baby boomer especially, we were talking about this a little earlier, we don't really want to grow up. <laughs> it's yeah, part of it. Right. And the idea yeah. of needing to do something because we're older um, doesn't appeal to us. Perhaps we're, we're all a little bit of like Peter Pan in that we, we want to have that same joy throughout our whole life. Sure. So how, how I remember when I had broken my back, when I shortly after moving into my farm, and we had to do certain accommodations, but they always felt like they were stuck in accommodations. And I took them out after, you know, I, I no longer needed them. But there was a part of me that went, couldn't there be something beautiful that still accommodates, that, that doesn't have to you know, look like a steel addition to something, mm -hmm. that it's integrated into the home that has its own beauty? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, it, I, you know, obviously with a, with a parade home like this or a, a home that you're building, you know, the builder is building on spec, we call it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have you know, this, this open palette, you know, we can do whatever we want and, and building specifically for that purpose, you know, for accessibility is a lot easier to do than, you know, you can really mm -hmm. gently integrate it yes. into the design of the home, you know, remodeling, you know, like in your situation where, you know, something happened, there was this incident and mm -hmm. then, and now you have to adapt. And sometimes you have to adapt very quickly. Mm -hmm. You know that that's always a little more of a struggle. You mm -hmm. know, and that's why we've you know we've had a number of remodeling clients that you know where we've had to put in elevators or we've had to open up you know all the doors you know to a little you know, wider from, right yeah. from two four to thirty six inches you know so that they can get a chair through or a mm -hmm. walker through or they have more access to a bathroom or, or something the bathroom like that, needs right? to be redesigned completely yeah, as well completely right mm -hmm. curbs and showers and mm -hmm. you know tubs that aren't accessible um, you know it's it's a little it's a little bit more of a challenge on mm -hmm. the remodeling side but you know we we still look at it like, you know, you, you still need to live in the space mm -hmm. and you don't want it to feel like it's stuck on, right. you know, like putting right. a handbar here or, a, you know. Uh, that you know, they the, had to do that for me. Right, it, exactly. It, it, otherwise, and, it would be a pretty house. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and people are still going to visit and yes. you're going to have friends over yes. for dinner and, you know, you don't want grab bars everywhere, right. you know, in your living room, in your family room. And so, you know, you try to design around that. So, you know. And again, I imagine as you're creating something, as you said, to spec, um, you can incorporate design features that do support whether it's child-friendly for kids to make sure that it's safe for them as well as for folks who have um, challenges. Mm -hmm. um, what's some, what are some of the things that you incorporate to support that as you're envisioning for this universality of a home? 
Well, again, I, I think, you know, we don't want the house to be any different than any other, you know, urban home. You know, we, we want to have the same amenities that every other house has. And, and because it's new, you know, we can even bring some more things, some openness to mm-hmm. it. And But, you know, I, I would say that, you know, the idea is to make you know, the accessibility part of it disappear. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want that to be the thing that's sticking out there and saying, hey, you know, I look at me, I'm a big open bathroom. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, you want people to still go in there and go, oh, this is a beautiful bathroom. I like the tile. I mean, what a beautiful mirror. And look at this light fixture that Christine picked out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, you don't want them thinking about the accessibility. And, you know, kids, having kids running around. I mean, the house we designed in Linden Hills, is a great accessible home. But, you know, so far the people, are, you know, you know, we're working with Edina Realty, Morgan Clausen there is our realtor and he's a wonderful guy and he's been, he's actually had some open houses while we're under construction, which is a real challenge. But, you know, the people that have walked through it so far, you know, none of them have kids with disabilities or, you know, they might have a parent that they're thinking about, but really they're looking at it as a home, right. you know, and that's, you know, that's what we want. We want it, we want, I mean, Personally, from a business perspective, I want to be able to market this to the sure. widest group of people possible. And so we're trying to make something that works for everybody. But this one in particular has this extra feature of, of being very accessible. So if someone does have a disability, you know, they're able to, to feel very comfortable in that space. And if you want to see this picture, which is gorgeous, we'll talk a little bit more about this urban farm home that in Linden Hills, it's absolutely a dream home. Uh, you can go to Trestle Homes, that's T-R-E-S-T-L-E homes.com. You'll see the picture when it first comes up. And I know that you'll fall in love with it. I certainly did when I first took a look at it. So stay tuned. We're going to come back and talk more about this beautiful home and ways that it was created. We'll be right back. In 1994, Quentin Tarantino released Pulp Fiction, a groundbreaking film that changed the way movies were made. The only problem? You couldn't bring your kids. Until now. This year at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, we present a mortar-flagging adaptation of Tarantino's masterpiece, wiped clean of all the offensive sex, drugs, and language, but retaining all the wholesome and socially acceptable violence. Your kids will love it. Note, this show is not actually appropriate for children. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction is presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, taking place August 2nd through 12th. For more information, look us up on the Fringe Festival website at www.fringefestival.org. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction. Your kids will monster fishing love it. Actually, they won't. You should by no means bring your children to this show. This is Lori Swanson. Minnesota is a special place. As your attorney general, I've stood up to powerful interests to keep it that way. Lori Swanson. From taking on drug companies that inflated prices and forcing a corporate polluter to clean up our drinking water to taking on Donald Trump as he attacks what we value most as Minnesotans. Now I'm running for governor because there's too much at stake to let Donald Trump and the special interests push policies that hurt our state. Swanson for governor. As governor, I'll continue to defend health care for everyone, and I'll lower the cost of health care and prescription drugs. I'll work to keep our kids safe in school and defend our schools against drastic cuts that jeopardize our kids' futures and our state's economy. I've been proud to be your attorney general, and as your governor, I'll keep standing up for what's right and get things done for Minnesota. Lori Swanson for governor. Prepared and paid for by Swanson for governor. Come and see the uplifting drama, Aphrodite's Refugees. The gods play a high-stakes game of cards to determine the fate of one young man and his siblings. A mostly true story based on interviews with refugees. A theatrical play about resilience, perseverance, and family by Mantra Performance. Presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, August 2nd through 12th. I miss to sleep in a house. I would like to be awake to see the wall. 
welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Laurie Fitz, and today we're talking about homes. We're talking about the Parade of Homes and a very cool home that's in the Linden Hills that I am encouraging you to go see. It's uh, September 8th through the 30th. and there's something special about this uh, this home that it's also raising money. So I'm going to have Peter, who you uh, got to know in our last segment. Peter Kane is from uh, Crane is from Trestle Homes and is uh, the main source of getting this whole home started. And he has partnered with Christine Frisk, who is with In Unison Design as well as Fuse. Welcome to both of you. Thank you, Laurie. Good morning. So tell me about there's a there's some something special that this is also a fundraiser. Yeah, so the Builders Association of the Twin Cities, often referred to as BATSI, um, has what they call a dream home selection process. So um, uh, four to six homes every parade, and they have a, a spring parade and a fall parade. Many people are familiar with that. So they, they select four. They have a committee that gets together, and they, they look at the homes that are, you know, and there's tons of homes that are in the parade. And, you know, they look at a, a few and say, well, this would be a great dream home, and they designate that. Um, so our home was selected as one of the six in the fall parade, um, six dream homes. And what they do is they charge a fee to get into that home. So there's a $5 fee to get into the, the dream home. And, um, and that fee goes towards the Builders Association Foundation, the Batsy Foundation. And um, that's, a, that's a housing initiative that, uh, that Batsy puts together and you can you know find out more about that on their website but um you know it's it's for low-income housing and you know getting people into homes and and doing some construction for you know um for that segment of the population and and it's really it's it's something that batsy's really been working hard on on the last you know five to ten years and um doing a really good job with actually it's, it's a gift that keeps on giving it is it's wonderful i you know we you know we hear about housing shortages all the time and um, the lack of, you know, of affordable housing and, and Batsy's really kind of taking that head on. And as I mentioned in the last segment, this house is magical. I can't wait to see it. It is an urban farm home. And we heard from Peter about Trestle Homes in our, our first segment and his reaching out to Christine Frisk through being connected through a friend of theirs that uh, knew that they would work well together. So, Christine, one of the things that you've mentioned uh, to me earlier is design changes for bettering the human condition. I love that. Tell me more about what that means to you. Well, at a very core level, it, it, it affects everybody's lives, right? Design does affect our lives and how we experience space and how we feel comfort in the environments that we're, that we're in. And that ranges from commercial, hospitality, restaurant, retail, workplace. But in this particular instance, we've really focused on the home, the home where you get um, nurtured when you return each time, the home where you raise your family, the home where you entertain, the home where you make memories. And so the dream home that Peter's been talking about is the one that we've been um, creating together for this upcoming tour. And it's really about creating space that is lifetime friendly. Mm -hmm. Lifetime friendly from raising children to lifetime friendly if you possibly have a disability. And we've we've looked at a lot of different strategies in this house on how we can incorporate that that lifestyle. Now you started out doing work for ADA, right? Well, early in my career, I um, worked with a woman um, that evaluated commercial spaces around the state and helping them become ADA compliant. Schools, churches, mostly public spaces. And that was something that really affected me very early in my mm-hmm. career about creating space that allowed all different types of abilities to feel comforted and welcome in the space that they were using. Create that integration. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I've also noted that you incorporate art and light. Uh, Those are two things when I went to your website. And for folks who want to go to her website, it's, it's just a fun journey of looking at different ways to approach, as she mentioned, the office, the residential, the hospitality. Um, she, she celebrates each with uh, a very special artistic design, and that's inunisondesign.com. But 
but tell me more about art and, and why you feel that's important to incorporate. Well, I actually have another company called Fuse. I'm a um, partner in that with my husband. And Fuse has developed a beautiful relationship with the Minneapolis College of Art and Design where we showcase art only from students and um, practitioners that graduated from that program. And we feel that art is just another layer of how you experience and express yourself in the spaces that you're using. And the way that they help create unity between the structure of the house, the interior design of the house, the personality of the people using that space. So art is such an incredible layer for creating that overall feel and experience in your space. So tell me a little bit about your process. How, how do you make the decisions that you make when you start on a project? You know, the, for me, you know, process is huge. Of course, design is the end result, but process is so important for what we do. And that first process is really discovery with our client. Um, in this particular case, it was sitting down and really getting to know the house that Peter was creating. And that phase is what helps us and guides us in everything that we do moving forward. We learn about the specific needs. We learn about the aesthetic that the client's trying to capture. We really get to know the person and the people that are going to be using those spaces. Well, now, this one you were sort of making up on your own as to what it was going to be. So there must have been something that led you in terms of what's the heart of this project. Was there something that you discovered in, in bringing to life a, a lifetime living uh, space? Well, I think first and foremost, it was the passion that Peter had for this home. And he had this really unique location in Linden Hills, which... Um, I think supported that overall lifetime friendly location because you're on the bus line, you're connected to a neighborhood community, you're connected to the lakes and the parks, the grocery stores you need, the dentists you need. The trails. The trails. I yeah. mean, it's it's a very beautiful location for um, a family or for somebody that maybe has a disability that doesn't allow them to drive a car anymore or they need public transportation. And so part of that... Um, that the location of that was very attractive to me. The second piece was that we wanted a house that was both beautiful when you entered it, but also had all these hidden characteristics that accommodated, you know, a lifetime of of use, from wider doorways that allow accessibility. Thirty-six inch doorways we used throughout the space. We accommodated. Um, cabinetry with drawers on the lower portion of the cabinets so that people of all abilities could use this. But quite honestly, I put drawers in almost every kitchen because it's a better way to store your product, mm -hmm. to have access to your dishes. You're not reaching overhead. It creates a very easy flow in a space. Um, we also created a lot of light in this space through many windows. Uh, we actually added windows throughout in the middle of this process. <laughs> more! Give me more light! Right, yeah. right. More light, more light, more exposure to the outside. Uh, and then the other thing that we've done is our bathrooms um, also have the ability to have additional uh, grab bars added to them. There's free and clear space as you ex access the sink. Uh, and we can talk a little bit more about that as we as we move forward. Yes, you, you heard the music. So so we're coming to an end of this segment. But I, I am wanting to learn more about this uh, urban farm home. I also am intrigued by the idea of bringing the farm to the city and also the integration into Linden Hills and how appropriate that is for, for this wonderful home. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break for some great announcements. But stay with us. We'll be right back. ever feel like the sidekick in your friendship? Has your name tag ever been printed Jamie's friend? Is your Instagram full of pictures of your friends and your elbow? You may be suffering from sidekick-itis, but there is a cure. Come see Next the Musical, a sidekick story created by Angela Fox, Jason Kruger, and Tim Wick. A new kids musical playing at the Minnesota Fringe Festival August 2nd through the 12th. For more information, look us up on Facebook, Next the Musical, a sidekick story, or Find our page on minnesotafringe.org. We hope to see you at Next the Musical, a sidekick story.
Now through September 1st at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of Minneapolis-based painter Leon Husha. The Art of Leon Husha, Balancing Art, showcases more than 50 pieces from 29 different collectors in the largest show ever of his bold and colorful work. A hometown favorite, the energy of Leon's playful art spans sculptures, paintings and non-traditional media. See for yourself today and bring home a signed print or exhibition catalog from the museum store. For details, visit tmora.org. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Come and see the uplifting drama, Aphrodite's Refugees. The gods play a high-stakes game of cards to determine the fate of one young man and his siblings. A mostly true story based on interviews with refugees. A theatrical play about resilience, perseverance, and family by Mantra Performance. Presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, August 2nd through 12th. I miss to sleep in a house. I would like to be awake to see the wall. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be partly cloudy with a high of 90 and a low of 66. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 89 and a low around 69. Monday will be sunny once again with a high of 90 and a low around 69. Mount Hill Meats is your neighborhood full-service butcher shop, working directly with family farmers to offer you beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry. In addition to delicious handcrafted sandwiches, check them out at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis. homes, but with a twist, really celebrating a whole lifetime of living, lifetime of celebration in a home. And we've had the delight and opportunity to get to know Peter Crane, who's with Trestle Homes. Welcome. Thank you. And we've been talking to Christine Frisk, who is the partner in design, and she is work. She is um, the lead, the president, the founder of In Unison Design, and partners with her husband with Fuse. That's correct. Good morning. Good morning. Now, we were talking in the last segment a little bit about windows, and then we also talked about the bathroom. But let's go back to the windows, because that's something that struck me when I first looked at this urban farmhouse. It was like, wow, you're, these huge windows is bringing the inside out and the outside in and really creating, I would imagine, more light and playfulness. Absolutely. And, you know, light is a big part of how we experience space. And it's actually a big part of, um, for people with sight impairments, light is a big part of creating contrast in space and helping you experience that in a, in a more practical and safe way. And I think the windows that were added in this process um, were really valuable in that. We opened up the entire backside of the house and the kitchen. And the choices that you made, Peter, for that, how did you decide what windows to bring in? Well, we, you know... Our company has had a partnership with Marvin Windows for, for many years. Um, we, you know, I mean, occasionally we'll do a project where an architect will spec another product. But, um, you know, we, you know, we, when we do our own work, um, you know, we, we primarily use Ultimate, um, Marvin Ultimate Windows. And, and in this one, we used uh, their Ultimate Casement um, product. And... Um, comes with a pre-finished black interior, which is really nice. So the sashes are all pre-finished, mm -hmm. um, which saves a couple steps in the process mm -hmm. for us. But they're also clad on the outside, 
um, in black. And so you get this really kind of neat, stark contrast. You know, we have the white siding and the, the board and batten and then, and then those black windows. It's, it's very striking, actually. But, you know, Christine mentioned it's kind of funny because we did the design for the kitchen. And, you know, we had this kind of layout kind of sketched out. And um, we actually had started framing at that point. And Christine really started hitting the road and you know, kind of pushing drawings out to us for cabinet design and that kind of thing and and you know she's like you know it would really be nice if we had a giant picture window right in the middle of this kitchen and and I'm like well sure we can we can make that happen so we ended up opening up that we added some more in the this desk area off to the side and well, that's it was right we created a completely separate pantry yeah yeah and it was it was really it was kind of a fun process because and that's why you know you bring someone like christine to the table because you know she'll see things that i mean my head's been in it for a year you know you really start to miss things and when you bring that outside you know resource in it, it sometimes you'll you know you you grasp that one little thing that's really going to make a difference. And now, you know, the front of the house is all glass. The back of the house is all glass. You can see right through the house. I mean, it's just just this gorgeous sight lines. It really is. And the contrast is so sharp, like you said, with the black and the white. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's important to see this home not only because it's absolutely gorgeous. And again, if you want to take a look at it, you can go to trestlehomes.com. It comes right up and you can see it's both modern as well as like comfy farmhouse style with this beautiful uh, front porch that you just want to go up and sit on the porch and, and, and be there. But it also is a good idea because we all may be facing at some point in time a surprise a surprise life event. Um, it's nice to see that there are beautiful places that are created that can support you for that. Uh, you were going to start to talk to us about the bathroom, and I had to cut you off in our last segment because we were coming down to the end. You had some things that you wanted to say about creating the bathroom. Yes, so the the bathroom that we've designed has the uh, fully integrated ability to um, be friendly for people of many different types of disabilities. So when you walk in this bathroom right now, it's actually, it's beautiful. You don't look at it and think that this is a bathroom that's been designed for somebody possibly in a wheelchair. But all the details, all the aesthetics have been thought through at the highest level. But it has a roll-in shower. It has the ability to add hand bars where needed. And some of, the, some of the clients that are walking through may not put that in, mm -hmm. but there might be somebody someday that wants to add that hand bar that they have an extra, um, maybe they have an attendant that needs mm -hmm. to help them shower. It has all the abilities to take those kind of moves in the future. And I think that's the beauty of design today is mm -hmm. that we, we do care about aesthetics. Um, lifetime friendly design does not need to be unattractive. It's okay for lifetime-friendly design to also enhance your spirit through beauty and art and, and provide that function that you may need at some point. I think there's a statistic that I was um, looking into a few days ago, and by the time you're 65, more than 35% of us will have a disability of some type. And the overall population in the U.S. has, uh, on average, 12 to 13% of the population that has some type of cognitive, um, physical, sight, or hearing disability. And our homes need to be able to accommodate those things. And not only for ourselves or our family, but friends as well. You know, right. how, people how who come to our homes. A community mm -hmm. uh, of space that, that makes it welcoming for all, mm -hmm. I think is really important. You'd mentioned about passion um, and that what inspired you in working with Peter was his passion. Um, one of the things that's come to my attention is that there there's not as many people that you can go to that really understand the needs of creating a, a, a home that is accommodating for a variety of disabilities. Tell me a little bit about that passion, Peter, and, and why that's important to you. Well, I think... I mean, it's always, you know, I mean, the, the, the kind of accessible or barrier-free design has always been something that, you know, I've been interested in. But it, it really, about 10 years ago, um, my sister uh, was uh, on a run. She was running in the Milwaukee area, and she was, she was struck by a car. And uh, she suffered a, a TBI, traumatic brain injury. And so she's um, she's in a wheelchair now, and she has very limited mobility, and um, you know she struggles cognitively as well. And you know that was, and you know I ended up being her guardian. She wasn't married, and and so we we kind of manage her care 
finances and all that kind of thing. But, you know, at, at that point, it's like you were kind of thrown into this this arena yeah, of, of, you know, of, of you know, you're out with Jenny and you're, you're trying to find a bathroom, right. you know, or you're, you're visiting someone's house and you're trying to get her, you know, in the kitchen uh, or even in the front door. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there, you, you start to realize when you're thrown into that situation that there are barriers everywhere and it's such a struggle. And that's why we have the ADA, you know, mm-hmm. so that, you know, we don't have to struggle with that as much, you know, that when you're out in public, you, you can find places that aren't, full of barriers Mm -hmm. and um and so i thought you know i'm in the industry i'm building homes but there isn't really an ada requirement for homes you know and and nor maybe should there be i I mean i don't know that all homes should be designed that way um with i mean because it would take enormous amounts of square footage you know Mm -hmm. to accommodate all that all those rules but at the same time Houses could be a lot more accessible than than they are, and, and the whole home doesn't necessarily. No, maybe just not part of it, so that I mean, it allows for a space. Christine was talking about the bathroom, and mm-hmm. you know that that is truly a barrier-free bathroom. I mm-hmm. mean, you can go in there with a walker or a wheelchair or a cane, and you can go anywhere in there and not have to lift a foot, step over anything, go around anything. I mean, it it and it it doesn't necessarily feel like that when you walk into it, but mm-hmm. when you practically take a chair and wheel it in there. I mean, you will instantly notice that barrier-free aspect. You know, yeah, we because... stood in that bathroom together. <laughs> oh yeah. And thought about okay, how do we get a person that needs to be in a seated position with possibly an attendant in this mm-hmm. shower? Mm-hmm. How does it function for them? What are the realities of that day-to-day experience for who may need to use that bathroom? But also, how is it a bathroom for somebody that doesn't have that disability right, right now? And so incorporating beauty and functionality starts at the very beginning but has the ability to you know morph into what that need may be in the future and we we thought about that a lot yeah and and frankly you know if you're a teenager and you know you don't have a disability you're just a normal teenager and you end up with that room at the end of the hallway <laughs> you and that's it. your bathroom that's a great bathroom for a teenager you i'm know? thinking about moving in yes, well, i right, have to yeah. tell you when i first saw the bathroom in the picture again you can go to trestle homes to see it but i saw it I was like, that is so cool. That's gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, is that, what? what is the material that you use that, that's... Uh, the wood, are you talking about the wood? There's wood, yes. but there's also in the shower itself. The, it's all the, ceramic tile. The, yeah, it's, the, it's, the shower's all the, porcelain. The porcelain tile, tile is gorgeous, but it looked like it might be something. It almost looked like it was actual rock or something. It was just so beautiful. Well, and we did a really unique banding That's in that bathroom be. that created kind of some built-in niches that were part of that banding. And then mm-hmm. we also incorporated a waterproof product from Dynock, which is a, a 3M-generated product that goes up like a wall covering, but when it's once it's applied, it really looks like wood and it's waterproof. So that's product we use behind the sink in the bathroom. Uh, the sink is actually a floating, which is something that's a very sought-after design yeah, now. But so, but works well. But but it's beautiful. So somebody in a chair can roll up underneath it and have a fully accessible experience there mm-hmm. too. Well, you were also mentioning about soundproofing some of the rooms and. And helping in up not necessarily this house, but in a project that you've been worked on yeah, so for we, someone who had a sleep challenge disorder. Yeah. yeah. So we we had a client a, a couple of years ago um, in Edina that you know uh, struggled with a sleep disorder and and you know really needed um, you know some space that was you know sound isolated mm-hmm. from the rest of the home, so the rest of the family could carry on their normal everyday activities. Um, and uh, and not not have to worry about those you know those challenges of that noise infiltration and and so you know we worked with Christine on that one too to pick out a, a wall product that um, kind of matched the aesthetic of the home but you know was this well you can speak to the product better than I can Christine um, so the yeah the product is uh, was developed actually for the commercial environment but is so beautifully applicable in residential settings both from a soundproofing and aesthetic standpoint so it comes in different thicknesses it's in approximately a four by eight sheet and it it essentially gets stuck onto your wall and the thicknesses give you different noise reduction coefficients and i think in your client situation we use the highest nrc rating like 0.95 it renews 0.95 percent of the 
of the it, noise. And in it goes space. on like wallpaper. Yeah. So, you know, your wallpaper installer yeah, would sure. install it. So it comes in a roll. And um, But what an amazing difference that made. I mean, we even did it on the ceiling. You know, the uh -huh. ceiling was white and we used the white product. You know, and then on the walls, uh, there was this off gray color um, that we used that worked with the aesthetic of that. So. Well, yeah, and it comes in a lot of different colors. So you can really yeah. oh, select it to fit your sure. interior. Yeah. What I love is that there's a lot of creativity that goes into finding products that support the accessibility or support the special needs. And that itself becomes kind of a, a, a celebration of, you know, finding the product that does what you think will help in their future needs. And, and something to just keep in mind as you come see the, the house. I do want to encourage folks to go down to Linden Hills. It's just right around the corner from September 8th through the 30th. Uh, check it out. It's an urban farm uh, style. We're going to talk a little bit more about its style in the next segment, as well as give us the the donation, where that goes. and Five dollars to the Batsy Foundation. Yeah, they wonderful job. And we'll be right back. You are listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and be just a few short announcements, and then we'll be right back talking to you about this urban farmhouse. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Do you ever feel like the sidekick in your friendship? Has your name tag ever been printed, Jamie's friend? Is your Instagram full of pictures of your friends and your elbow? You may be suffering from sidekick-itis, but there is a cure. Come see Next the Musical, a sidekick story created by Angela Fox, Jason Kruger, and Tim Wick. A new kids musical playing at the Minnesota Fringe Festival August 2nd through the 12th. For more information, look us up on Facebook, Next the Musical, a sidekick story, or Find our page on minnesotafringe.org. We hope to see you at Next the Musical, a sidekick story. In 1994, Quentin Tarantino released Pulp Fiction, a groundbreaking film that changed the way movies were made. The only problem? You couldn't bring your kids. Until now. This year at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, we present a mortar-flagging adaptation of Tarantino's masterpiece, wiped clean of all the offensive sex, drugs, and language, but retaining all the wholesome and socially acceptable violence. Your kids will love it. Note, this show is not actually appropriate for children. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction is presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, taking place August 2nd through 12th. For more information, look us up on the Fringe Festival website at www.fringefestival.org. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction. Your kids will monster fishing love it. Actually, they won't. You should by no means bring your children to this show. It flies way too fast here on Connections Radio Show. And we've been having so much fun with our good friend Peter Crane, who does Trestle Homes, trestlehomes.com, and Christine Frisk, who is in Unison Design and Fuse. Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much. Good morning. And we've been talking about this fabulous tour of the 2018 Dream Home in Linden Hills, September 8th through the 30th. 
And when we were talking on break, we decided it was important to kind of give you a picture of what it's like to go in and out of this house and what this house looks like. How would you describe it? So we're going to start with you, Peter. Well, for the listeners, if, you know, if you you've jump to our website and you take a look at the house, it's, it's kind of interesting because the, the front of it, you know, you don't see you know, that ramp that you would typically see on an accessible home. And the way we, we kind of got around that is, you know, we figure the, the main egress and ingress in any modern home is through the garage. And um, so when you look at this house from the front, you see a one-car garage. And that really isn't, I mean, you can put a car in there, but it wasn't meant for a car. It was really meant for strollers and bikes and, you know, maybe a kayak or a canoe. So it's or, a sporty little yeah, garage. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's your sport, it's really, sport it's story. It's just, yeah, <laughs> but we had this really unique opportunity because we had a curb cut. We had a garage access on the front, but we also had an alley access behind. And so we put a, two, a modern two-car garage on the back side of the home, underneath so it's it's a walkout um, kind of lower level and that's where you access the house so if you have accessibility issues you know uh, whether it's a wheelchair or a walker or a cane you would you would access the house through the garage in the lower level you would come in and there's an elevator and nice. the elevator will take you to the other you know two floors so it'll take you up a floor to the main level or up another floor to you know the second floor where the master suite is and the other bedrooms and the accessible bath and, and mm -hmm. that kind of thing and so that was you know it was a, it's a I mean these residential elevators are amazing today I mean they've come a long way and you know, they don't feel like commercial elevators. You know, they're trimmed out in wood and they have wood floors and there's a normal like door on the front that looks like a closet door. It doesn't necessarily like the only thing that gives it away is the little button, you yeah. know, on the side. But a mother um, could essentially hide out in the elevator. Yes. <laughs> if needed. She could hide there the yes. whole time. Yes. Right. With a bottle yeah. of wine. With preferably. a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd pull a chair in there. That would be great. Yeah. No, but it's, it's, you know, I mean, we tried to make it, you know, family friendly. I sure. mean, that that garage on the front is meant to, you know, for that 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 family that has. But it, it could also be that you know, there's a hobby car in there or sure. something. You know, I mean, that's kind of what that was designed for. But the main accessibility kind of component of of accessing the house. You know, how do we get in? Um, you know, that's that's through that lower level garage. So. I think it's interesting that you know. Having an elevator doesn't necessarily mean that you've got someone with disabilities. Right. There may be some advantages to having that elevator. How about groceries? Yeah. Right. You come in through the garage. You've got to get all your groceries upstairs. I mean, I, you've got to move furniture to the second level. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a very universal. It's it's a beautiful thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. No, it's well, our, you know, we had a. a you know, my my wife's parents, um, you know, just passed away in the last few years, um, were in their 90s. You know, they lived a, an amazing, just this beautiful life, you know, together. And um, But they would visit us, and as they got older, you know, the getting them upstairs at our house, um, you know, was harder and harder. And it got to a point where... We actually took um, a home office on the main level and, and temporarily converted it to a bedroom, um, you know, when they stayed with mm -hmm. us so that they would have somewhere on the main level. But then, you know, we didn't have a shower on the main level. Sure. So we still had to either get them upstairs or downstairs to, you know, and so this is one of those things where, you know, you might not have someone in your immediate household mm -hmm. that has, uh, you know, an ex accessibility issue, but, you know, the, you know, you surely have, you know, relatives or, or family members, you know, someone, um, you know, friends, whatever that, that might struggle with those things. And, and now you have an elevator, you have this wonderful extra thing in your home that allows you to access any floor. And again, it's that concept of aging in place as well. Right. You might yeah. not need it now for a disability issue, but in the future... But you will. But yeah. you will. I mean, mm -hmm. you will have a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. You will have a knee replacement. You will have a family member that visits that's not comfortable on the stairs. So stairs are a, a dirty word in the in the healthcare industry, you can't go home until you can get up and down the stairs mm -hmm. if that's your only way to get and live in that in that structure. And so the elevator, the elevator becomes kind of this universal piece of equipment that allows you to live in the house and through all your challenges of 
life. And as you design it, and I go to your website now and looking at In Unison Design, um, there's that real emphasis on quality, sustainability, and value. So just as important as having these things that support us, we want things that are going to last long as well. Right. Sustainability is a perfect word for describing what this house does. So we, we always think about sustainability as how we use products responsibly in our world, right? How do we how do we preserve this great gift we've been given? But this is a house about sustainability from a, just a usage, right? So this is a sustainable structure from the human condition, right? Mm -hmm. It allows you to sustain a quality of life through all the different challenges, you know, that come about just in day-to-day -day living. And in looking at having folks come to see this, and, and we're coming down to the end of this segment, um, what are some things that you want them to especially be thinking about and looking at when they come out? And this is your special invitation to my audience to come see your home. <laughs> well, you know, obviously we, you know, we would love everybody to swing by and, and take a look. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, that's why we do this. But it, this is, this is us putting our art out there. It's, it's putting our best foot forward. And, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful home. I, and I, I think, I think if, when people come out to visit, we would like them to, in the back of their head, be thinking about that accessibility part. You know, mm -hmm. look at it like you'd look at any other parade of homes, home. Um, but also, also think about well, if if I had challenges, you know, how how does that affect the way I'm looking at the home? I mean, is it you know, notice those things, the the wider doorways, the elevator, the the accessible bathrooms, and the lack of curbs in the showers, and and those kind of things that the access you know pathway from you know the lower level garage and how it's barrier free. There there are no steps. It's all smooth transitions. The the thresholds are all flush. You know those kinds of things. Uh, you know. Pick, pick up on that. Really look for it. Because if you don't really look for it, if you don't aren't paying attention to that, you'll miss it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's subtle. I mean, that's that was the idea. That was the idea. Yeah. But then on top of it, we layered it with really creative, interesting materials. Oh designed. my goodness! Yeah. It's 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 both comfortable, but it's lighthearted and modern mixed with that farmhouse aesthetic. So it is, it's not just an urban farmhouse, it's also a modern farmhouse. And so the materials and the interior design has really focused around a combination of woods and metals and modern lighting and uh, soft woods that are used throughout. So it's, it's, it's really a delight to move through. I also think it's important to take a look at it so that you may want to think about hiring these folks to do something <laughs> for yourselves, whether that's a renovation or building. So I want to make sure I give you their website. It's trestlehomes.com, and that's for Peter Crane. And then for Christine Frisk, it's inunisondesign.com. Uh, terrific, terrific work. Thank you so much for being here. Bye. And don't miss the Parade of Homes, Linden Hills.